The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today, Reformation Day, actually. Yesterday, Sunday, we celebrated Reformation Sunday. Today, the actual Reformation Day. But the Word of God we want to consider today is our the beginning of our epistle reading for Reformation Sunday. We're looking at Romans chapter 3, verses 19 to 20, the beginning of that reading, where the Apostle Paul wrote, Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced, and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law we become conscious of sin. My dear friends in Christ, I kind of already gave it away, but what big festival do we celebrate today? October 31st. If you were to ask children that question, of course the answer that they would most likely be inclined to give you is to say that it's Halloween, because many of them Probably most of them have already picked out the costume that they're going to wear to go trick-or-treating on Monday night, on Halloween night. Planning to go trick-or-treating, seeing what kind of candy they can end up getting. And perhaps some children have already gone trick-or-treating at different Halloween events, Halloween parties. and. Well, you know, if you went shopping in the last few weeks, perhaps even longer, what you saw was stores that were decorated with all kinds of Halloween decorations, pumpkins and uh, ghosts and other things like that that would get us to think of Halloween. And, well, Halloween candy, you know how much of that's been in the stores. Halloween definitely is a big festival that people celebrate at the end of October. But for us as Lutherans, there's another festival that I already mentioned that is so much bigger when you get right down to it. We Lutherans have a much more important thing to focus on, and there's more to this festival, to the Reformation, than filling a bag or a pumpkin with Halloween candy. This Lutheran festival is, of course, the Reformation on October 31st, 1517. That's 505 years ago. What Martin Luther did is he posted his 95 theses or statements on the castle church door in Wittenberg, Germany. He wrote those 95 statements because he was troubled by the fact that he looked at the church of his day and saw that it had drifted away from the word of God. And he didn't want to quit his church. He rather wanted his church to go back to the word of God, back to the Bible. But the church didn't want to change. And so the day on which Luther posted his 95 theses that's often considered to be the birth date of the Lutheran Church. Our Declaration of Independence is kind of what we kind of view it as. 
God did is God used Luther to get the Bible back to the people, to the church members, so that the Holy Spirit could work through the word of God to call people to faith and to strengthen people in their faith. So we'd see the law's real purpose and then also see the gospel's real glory. The Apostle Paul, who wrote this letter, when you get right down to it, he, well, he wrote this letter to the Roman Christians, but his experiences were in a way very similar to that of Martin Luther. Before Luther knew the glorious gospel message, we could say that he was trying to earn his way to heaven. But when he looked at himself, he saw that he wasn't doing a good job, that he was failing. But ultimately, what he was trying to do is earn his way to heaven. Before Paul was converted, called to the faith, called to be an apostle, he had been a Pharisee. And Pharisees back in Jesus' day, they were people who were taught to follow God's laws, the Mosaic laws, and to do that so that they get their way, earn their way to heaven. And now Paul, he had misunderstood God's teachings to the point that he even persecuted Christians. But when Paul went to Damascus to persecute Christians there, to capture them, to imprison them, the Lord called him to faith. And the Lord called him to be an apostle to reach out with the wonderful gospel message, to preach Christ crucified. The Holy Spirit revealed to the Apostle Paul the glory of the gospel and showed him that it's not through the law, but it's through the gospel that we get heaven, through what Christ has done for us. And, well, both Paul and Luther had been depending on or looking to the law as what they needed to fulfill in order to get to heaven but the Holy Spirit brought them to God, to the gospel and showed them what Jesus did for them. Oh, so many people try to use the law to gain heaven. Most non-Christian religions, if they believe in a life after death, they would teach salvation by works, that if you get to this better place, you gotta somehow or other earn it. And sad to say, many so-called Christian religions also teach that a person is saved by keeping the law, by what he does instead of by what Christ did. They'll call themselves Christians, but then they'll be relying on the law instead of on the gospel. And that means that they're not really Christians at all anyway. But now if we can't get to heaven by following the law, why did God give us the law? Well, Paul says, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. All people ultimately are under God's law because we are all created by God. And no one is above the law. 
So when we look at God's law and we compare God's law with what we do in our lives, what God wants of us, what God expects of us, well, we should only see that we are sinners who have failed to live up to God's expectations. We see how miserably we fail to keep God's law. When we remember that sin begins in our hearts, we break God's law not only with our sinful deeds, but also with our sinful words and our sinful thoughts. The law is a scary message when we truthfully look at it and look at ourselves. And so we say the law silences us. Paul says here, the law silences us. It shows us that we can't boast about our deeds, that, well, Paul, he couldn't think he was earning his way to heaven by keeping the law. And, well, Luther, he knew that in his early years. He knew that plainly. He was convinced that because of the law, because of his sin, he was going to eternal punishment. The law shows us our sin. It shows us how thoroughly all our deeds are contaminated by sin. The law silences us who say or think that we can earn our way to heaven. It says to Paul, it says to Luther, and it says to us, you can't save yourself. You deserve eternal punishment. That's scary. That's more scary than any Halloween costume you could see or any haunted house you could run into. That's a very scary thing. Aren't you thankful that you have the gospel, that you know the gospel and you know what Christ has done to save you? You don't have to be afraid of God. You don't have to look to the law for heaven. You can look to the gospel. You can look to Jesus for your salvation. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, the law is a scary message. It shows us our sin and what we deserve because of our sin. It silences us. But the gospel cheers us when it tells us that Jesus lives and lived and died to pay for our sins and that he rose from the dead to prove for us that Christ won heaven for us. The law silences us, but the gospel moves us to say, thank you, God, for giving us a Savior who did for us what we couldn't do. He earned heaven for us. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.